Monday Matinee, your weekly series of live plays, classic drama and comedy, and a variety of audio drama from the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. And welcome to episode 582 of the Sonic Society, the world's largest weekly showcase of modern audio theatre. I'm Jack Ward. And I'm David Alt. And by the look of the time tonight, we're a little under the gun again for introductions. True enough, David, which is why we should head right into What's the Frequency, written by James Oliva and produced by Alexander Danner with Static, Took a Powder, and Kentucky Universal Meal Gravy. And it all begins right here on the Sonic Society. My head was still pounding from the night before. To make matters worse, Lars' words still rattled around my skull like those kids' toys where you try to get the ball in the hole and I'm the ball. The crime scene was a mess. Third one in as many weeks. Hate to be the galoot stuck putting all of Humpty's pieces back together again. Poor Donald. Good man, but an all-day sucker if I've ever met one. I needed to get his statement on record and get it quick if I was going to keep the shiny new promotion. So you came by for brunch to find your brother standing over the victims? Yes, sir. Then what happened? God. It was so... Please, Don, compose yourself. There are women present. Sorry. You're right. He was standing over their bodies. Having just done his wife and daughter so many pieces. And then he just plunged the axe right into his skull. Did he say anything to you? Anything at all? Yes. He said... What is the frequency? What is the frequency? What is the frequency? What is the frequency? What's the frequency? What's the frequency? What is the frequency? Frequency. What is the frequency? What is the frequency? What is the frequency? What's the f- <sighs> And this junk passes for entertainment? Huh. Hmm. You are around here somewhere. Hey. <laughs> Come on. Hey. I just know. Troubles. Hello. 
Hey! I hear you, it. And choose not to answer. Just keep watching the hallway. I'm almost there. Great. Hall's clear. I'll be down the hall if you need me. Cheers. Let me know how it all works out. And will you hurry up? <sighs> Damn it. I was certain. Hmm. Well, Walter, what do you make of that shelf right there? Mm-hmm. Seems to have some odd proportions, Walter. Mm-mm-mm. A closer look will tell all. Sneaky little devil. No false panel has ever been made that Walter Mix couldn't sniff out. Just like that. <laughs> Hello, Secret Ledger. Hmm? Oh, hello. Hey, wh what's you doing up here? Excuse me? Where's my radio show? Dear Lord, you're kidding, right? <laughs> Something funny to use. Dear fellow, that show was dreadful. The acting, laughable. The dialogue, monkeys could write a better script. Monkeys? Yes, monkeys. Who narrates their thoughts like that out loud? You've got a smart mouth. Before you do anything rash, I need to inform you, in a matter of seconds, a woman approximately one quarter of your size is about to put you down for the count. What lady? The one tiptoeing right behind you. Oh, smart man gonna get it now. Or yours. <coughs> exactly, according to plan. Trouble. Smashing good job, Wit. <laughs> Jolly good. Thank God you never shut up. But do you think anyone heard that? Catch. <coughs> You managed to find it! Look at that! <laughs> Ready the car. I'll tidy up things here. Why? What, what for? I have a replacement ledger. Should buy us a short period of time before anyone comes looking for us. Oh, right. You are so smart sometimes. Wit. For that, I'm buying you a banana split. Hurry up then! Banana splits don't eat themselves. And just like that, it's like we were never... Oh! Oh. <coughs> Check, please. <laughs> You're not so smart now. Wait. What for? <coughs> You can't expect me to fight two of you. Huh? Behind you. Ow! Oh. I'm bleeding, you dirty son of a... Ow! Ow! No, 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 window, window, window! 
99 bottles of beer on the wall. 99 bottles. <sighs> Bored. Maybe I should go check on him. I'm sure he's fine. Anyway. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Interesting. is weird. So, special ledger. Well, all right, let's take a look, shall we? Names I don't know. Names I don't know, of course. Boring names. Numbers, numbers. Numbers, 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 meh. I hope your boring book was worth cheating off the worst crime family in LA. Dang, radio. Stupid. Come on, work. Work, work, work! I want to hear something! I'm bored. I'm bored! <laughs> this is taking forever. What in the world is taking so long? <sighs> I guess I'm just destined to complain to myself. Without anyone hearing me. You know, Radio, it's your loss. Yours. Because I'm not going to go out of my way to talk to you if you're not going to play anything for me and entertain me. You're very bad at your job. You need some positivity in your life. That's what it is. I will feed you a banana. See how you like it. You'll like it. <laughs> Hurry up. Can't think. I've got banana split on the brain. I've got... Guess what? You'll never guess. No guesses? Banana split, that's right. I've got banana split on the brain. Do, 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 do. I should go check on him. Ladies, does your man come home from a hard day's work only to seem less than excited by the meal you've prepared? At Spishak, we want nothing more than your home life to be the very best. That's why your kitchen needs 
Shimmer Sheen Spray, a product brought to perfection by our finest Spishak foodologists. Shimmer Sheen Food Spray makes every meal sparkle. It will have your little one saying, Gee, Ma, that chicken leg sure looks beautiful. And your husband will appreciate it, too. Wow, just look at that meal sparkle. Made specifically for suburban life consumption. You'll never have a dull, lifeless meal again. Are we all locked up? It would seem so, dear. Yeah, what, what day is it today? Thursday. Hmm. So it's spot roast. Maybe. Yeah, but I love your pot roast. Some Thursday, I just may surprise you with something different. Like your rump roast? <laughs> You're terrible. What? I love your rump roast. I did pick up that shimmer sheen spray they've been advertising. So hurry up. Let's get upstairs. Mama Anna and Decay will be on soon. Oh, yeah. Don't want to miss that. A shiny dinner in our favorite program. I'll count it till in the morning. Come on, Slowpoke. Scoot upstairs and settle in. Dory, so, was it right? About? Pot roast. <laughs> You're too much, Harold. Get going. Three more to add to the fire. What? No appreciation? Don't worry, Barden. I'm sure you'll be out of the doghouse soon. Maybe um, get another shot at patrol, maybe even back on track to detective. All right. You're mad. Not exactly the attitude that gets you out of desk duty. Mad? I'm mad because you dumped three more papers onto my desk? No, Keats. I'm mad because someone deliberately stole my lunch out of my desk drawer. I'll be. It was a ham and Swiss on rye with mustard and, and relish. Stolen like I was a rookie. Sounded tasty. It was going to be. Well then, there you have it, Barden. Your first case to solve. <laughs> uh, yeah, you solved this and... Uh... You're well on your way to promotion. <laughs> hey, Barton. What? We got troubles. Tell me about it. No, the other kind. Mix? Back in the holding tank. He's asking for you. Great. Perfect ending to the day. How long has he been here? Boys brought him in an hour ago with some ugly giant slab of meat. Apparently they fought their way out a two-story window. Have to file these first. Okay. Gans. Yes? Did you just come back from break? How'd you know? Clean yourself up. You still have mustard on your cheek. Louise? I'm home. Oh, Donald. Thank goodness you're here. Dear, what is it? Neville. He was here looking for your brother's book. James's book? He... He scares me, Donald. Scoundrel. He better not have laid one finger. No, I'm all right. It's just, I'm afraid of what he might do next if we don't give him the book. What should we do? Can you speak to James? Sweetheart, 
Something terrible has happened. Come on with it, Donald. You've got my nerves on edge. It's James. He's done something. Horrific. He... So, I had my hand way up there, and she has me by my ankles, holding on for dear life. By the ankles? Finally, we're out of gas, and she turns to me and says, If you worked any harder, I was going to have you fill out a W-2. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. Hey, 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 quiet it down in here. It's a holding cell, not a bar room. <laughs> Finally. Did you process me out yet? How many times, Troubles, I keep finding myself pulling you out the jam? Yes, Mother. <laughs> mother? <laughs> oh. I'm an officer of the law. My job is slightly broader than playing house mom to you. Say, would you have a stick of gum? Are you listening to me? Every word, Mother. Mother. Gum? As you are aware, I always have some gum. Yep. Can you put it in my mouth? Arms in a sling. Fell from the window. Hmm. Mighty brave of you. To the point. Any progress? On? The ledge? The Did you the get... This gum is so loud. <laughs> you know what? This gum is causing a lot of problems. You're a child. You were saying? The ledger? Shh. Oh. Are we not safe? Where is it? Somewhere. Will you be opening these bars anytime soon? Come on, process me out of here. I'll get back to my place, get you the ledger. Heck, I'll even buy you a beer. Uh, the man said he'll, he'll buy you a beer. Boots, you have enough problems. Mm. What do you say, pal? <laughs> Be the guy's pal. Get out of here. You knew we were going to do get that. Get going. Next time, just lead with letting me out. Just be a pal. Not your pal. Sure you are. Wait. <coughs> there you are. <laughs> be a dear and turn on the light. Must I be with you at all times? I'm fine, really. Here. Yikes! Cold. This is for? Sit down on the couch. Hmm. And put it on your left hip. <sighs> you walked in here with a hitch in your step. Figured by the time you got back the here... It's here. In the safe. The literal safe. Bravo. <laughs> Lift your shirt. How about a bourbon? Fine. Have at it. Your sentences sound a little... Ow! Mama! Oh, sorry. Short. Hmm. Not broken. Good. Not cracked. Mm. Mm. Oh, you got lucky. Enough bruised. poking. Definitely bruised. Can I have a bourbon now? Or must I slither across the floor? You owe me a banana split. How dead are we? Well, we're three feet in, but don't worry. We can still breathe. Did you know that you have a very unhealthy Barton obsession? Could you possibly avoid going through my private things? You don't have... Private things. 
We're practically the same person. So they tell me. Troubles. Yes, Wit. A woman came by tonight. She needs our help. Would it be possible to finish this drink first? If it can wait till I'm on my second, I'll be dandy. Put it away. Put it away. It's too late for a client. I believe that to be you. That is you, right? Night. Yes. What is it? Open it. Ooh, it's cold. Better hurry. <laughs> oh my gosh! Troubles! Ta -da! Banana split. Snack. I, I can't hear you. You're mumbling. Come back to bed. What are you doing with that? What's the frequency, Harold? What's the frequency, Harold? What's the frequency, Harold? The Frequency was written and created by James Oliva. Production and sound design by Alexander Danner. What's the Frequency's theme music composed by Kurt C. Nelson? Please give us a follow on Twitter at WTFrequencyPod. You can find us on Facebook and Tumblr. You can even find us on our website, WTFrequency.com, where you can find out more about our cast, crew, and free transcripts of our show. Now... We try very hard to keep you all informed as to the going-ons behind the scenes. Let us know what you think of the show by subscribing to us via iTunes and all other podcatchers out there. Feel free to leave us a review. Do none of these do it for you? No? Okay. Okay. So, you can also contact us directly at wtfrequency at gmail.com. Additional music and sounds used from public domain and Creative Commons sources. 
We'd also like to give special thanks to Eli Barraza of Far Meridian, an audio drama podcast, Daniel Barron of Yay LA, Pacific Obadiah of the audio drama podcast Lake Clarity, Reagan Adler of the audio drama podcast Oak Podcast, and everyone in the AD community for their support and kindness. You all have a friend in us for life. You know, we hope you've enjoyed our very first episode and implore you to stay tuned throughout the season. You know, it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, well, it's, it's going to be a hell of a ride. Stay tuned for more. I'm James Oliva, and thank you. Ah, it's right here in this drama of the Glenlivet. Not just a single malt, but the single malt. And isn't the what we all search for? Like experiencing the life-changing moment or the perfect taste. The things that excite the mind and stir the soul like nothing else can. But if you fancy a drop of scotch, well, we've got just the thing. The Glenlivet. The single malt that set the standard since 1824. Please enjoy our products responsibly. I was hiking in the green evening. What am I looking for? There was so much green. What was inside? And the forest was thick. What am I looking for? Every time you bring Enfield Number no. 2 brand cigarettes to your lips, you're treating your senses to the finest tobacco this country has to offer. What makes Enfield Number no. 2's number one? Why, Spishak uses state-of-the-art machinery that reproduces the famous hand-rolled cigarette techniques of the one and only Wild Bill. Enfield Number no. 2 cigarettes. Cigarettes so fine, they explode with flavor. Jesus. Oh, quite a scene. Is that your vomit? Yes. Christ. Well... First crime scene? No. Puke at all your crime scenes or did my shoe just win the lottery? It's not every day you see this. Huh. Killer sure did a number. The man's name is Mr. Harold Orville. Let's take a look. There are some extra puncture marks to the ribs and up here around the shoulder blades. See? Would you look at that? Likely a household knife of some kind. Have you retrieved the murder weapon? Well, yeah. yeah no. These were spontaneous strikes. But this one? This one was decided on. I'm estimating he died just over 24 hours. He must have been incredibly strong. And the wife? Yes. Uh, Mrs. Orville. Um, she hasn't turned up yet. She may be away. Who knows? We have someone looking into any family she may have. I wouldn't get too worried. Why is that? Take a look for yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah. What am I looking for? His lips. Is that lipstick? A kiss as he lay dying. 
search the bedroom vanity for the matching shade. We may have to start looking for Mrs. Orville for an entirely different set of reasons. Love, Honor, and Decay is brought to you by Spishak Brands. No finer name to trust. Spishak Brands, there from the beginning, seeing you through the years of love, honor, and until, and until decay. decay. Sweetheart? Sweetie? Donald, you've caught me in a bit of a distraction. I, I wasn't expecting you home so soon. Dear? What is it? Neville. He was here looking for your brother's book. James's book? He... he scares me, Donald. He scares me in places that a husband and wife should never discuss. Scoundrel. He better not have laid one finger on you. No, I'm all right. Once he left, I sat on the arm of the Davenport for a long while. It calmed my nerves. That Neville is a dastardly fellow. You do know he tried to lay with my brother's wife? Did she happen to say how it was? Of course not. Donald, what are we to do? What level of retribution will he level against our bodies? Can you please speak to James? No. I cannot. Not now. Or ever again. You see, my love. Something terrible has happened. Come on with it, Donald. You've got my nerves on edge. These pregnant pauses are insufferable. It's James. He's done something horrific. He... Got rid of the book? No. He... Please sit down for this. He... He... Murdered Mitzi and Gabriella. What did they do? Likely something terrible, but that's not the worst of it. You're killing me with suspense. I walked in. Just as he plunged an axe into his own head. What was inside? Brains. So, will you be able to get the book? What? For Neville. The book. His brains. So much. Oh, you poor thing. Hold me. Oh, dearest. If I can just get this fellow to connect to this little fellow... What does this do exactly? Lillian, observe. With the parts I borrowed from the radio... Right. My radio. Go on. Borrowed from the radio and with a little adaptation should be the missing ingredient to... A telephone watch. A Dick Tracy watch. A telephone watch. Fine. Does it work? I don't know. Call a telephone here. Uh, that might not work. Archie, you are a fool. Put the phone back together. And my radio. I have to do my rounds through the neighborhood. What does it matter? Every station on the radio is static. It's been that way for days. Put it back. I'm leaving. Love you. Okay, okay, okay. Before you go, Mr. Yee came by and picked up the Electrolux, which I have to say was really easy to fix, considering there was this ball of string it wrapped itself all the way. Archie, the point. Yes, uh, Mr. Yi has some strange foot problem he's dealing with. Can you check on him? Sure. Who doesn't love curing 60-year-old men of their strange foot problems? 
adding Mr. Yi to the list. Take this too. This is what? It's a modified cattle prod. It doesn't have a lot of voltage to it, but it should take care of any problems. Thanks. I'll be back later. Good luck. Okay. Let me see it. Barton? Could you have taken any longer? Did you want her to suspect I was rushing her out the door? Take me through this. The ledger is property of the Maselli crime family. Within the ledger contains details of all their finances, legitimate and otherwise. Great. So why the secrecy? Why keep this from Lillian? First and most obvious, she would not let us do this. Right, because we're going to get ourselves killed. killed. Yep. Secondly, um, well, we might actually get ourselves killed. Everyone will be looking for this ledger. Cops' names are in this book. If we take out a large chunk of the dirty cops in the city, we could devastate the Maselli organization. Maybe put our father's death to rest. Look, maybe in this case Lillian would be right. What are we really accomplishing with this? I can't just sit back with this kind of corruption going on. I just can't. Mm, well, I suppose you're right. You know, you're right. I am proud of you, you know. Yeah, girl. I often wish you weren't such a stinker. Sneaking through keyholes, chasing up the fire engine, waking people up in the middle of the night, now some kid was going to start another war, feeling teachers off old ladies. Why are you doing that? I'm sorry. Was my mouth open? Would you like some of my pancakes? Your pancakes? Here. Let me cut them for you. Take them. I have a cheeseburger. Yeah, but this might be easier on your stomach. Must you shout? Fine. My head is pounding. Oh. Shoulder is on fire. I know. Basically... Everything hurts. Try not falling out of second floor windows. Where is this woman? We've been here for eternity. I told her you were not a morning person, but she insisted. I want mornings. I have very much to... Oh, there she is. Hello, Miss... Whitney. Whit? I can't eat this cheeseburger. There's something wrong with my jaw. This is paragoric. Put a little in your coffee. And here, take some of my pancakes. Is everything all right? Gosh! Please. Mrs. Ells, sit. Thank you. Plenty of room. It's kind of you. Is now a bad time? No. Yes. A little both. Maybe another time. No, not necessary. He just had a little incident on the job last night. And plus, he's just not a morning person. Oh, dear. He fell out of a two-story window. Really? And onto a parked car. Are you okay? He's fine. Carmen, as a client, do you always plan to be this difficult? Or is this morning an exception for you? I... Will you be requesting our meetings to be strictly morning meetings? Or will you be cooperating and picking a more reasonable time for meeting? I beg your... Afternoons and evenings are usually best. I apologize for the early meeting, but you were unavailable last night. Uh, you have a point, Carmen. Dang it, you have a point. <laughs> it is I who should be apologizing to you for my unseemly behavior. You have my sincerest regret, etc., etc., etc. This is big. 
I'm so proud of him. Troubles, I'm so proud of you. Wit, I'm proud of you too. And might I add, this paragoric is a miracle in a bottle. I feel amazing. Apology accepted. Thank you. Might I add, I admire your commitment to our appointment, Mr. Mix? All things considered. In that case, shall we begin discussing what brings you to us, Mrs. Els? Horrible thing has occurred. Cheating spouse? No, I don't think so. Kidnapping, perhaps. Could he be kidnapped? Who? My husband. Is your husband a child? No. Then impossible. But through our little exchange, I've been able to ferret out that your husband has taken a powder. A what? Disappeared. It means vanished. And for some reason, he uses it all the time. When did he go missing? Technically, two weeks ago. Could you elaborate on technically? My husband is a writer. He started in funny books and pulp. Fascinating. Recently, he began working on a new radio serial. Love, honor, and decay. You know... Do I? It's my favorite serial! It's my new favorite serial. I mean, I listen faithfully to Compassion and Consequence first, but then it's... Wow. How long has your husband's show been on the air? Three months, I believe. Why so long? I don't know. That's when it started. He means... Why did you wait two weeks? Oh, he went away two weeks ago to write up at my father's cabin, upstate. What makes you think he's missing? Is it possible he's deep into his craft, his writing? My husband and I are very close. He usually calls when he's in a nearby town or sends a letter by post. the cops? Yes, they informed me that an officer checked in on the cabin and no one was there. When questioning the locals, they suggested he had already made his way back to Los Angeles. Got it. Sure. The flatbirds wash their hands of it. Is that right? We see that a lot. We? Oh, dear, are, are you a detective too? <laughs> hey! Rude! No, I'm not a detective. <laughs> she's good enough, but no, she's not a detective. I'm sorry if I'm intruding, then you must be... She's my bodyguard. Her? Don't say it like that. By looking at her, you would never guess it, I know. But inside that small, wispy frame is a strength unlike any you've ever seen before. I'm not sure of her limitations. If indeed she has any, I've never seen any proof of them. Oh, Troubles, that may be the sweetest thing I've ever heard you say. Yes, and I feel wonderful. So it's a professional relationship? No, more than that. We are two souls bonded for eternity. I met Wit many years ago, only a few blocks away from the very seats we're sitting in at this moment. She was seven years old and looked like a waterlogged ragamuffin. She was working for some spindly homeless man who employed a gang of children as thieves and pickpockets. That young lady you see right there before you had successfully picked my pocket. She would have made off with it too if not for an ill-timed sneeze violently knocking my hand into hers. My wallet fell from her hand and onto the ground. She panicked and took off running. There was no chance of me catching her, she was gone. A month later, as I was tailing a cheating spouse on foot around Alvarado Street, I was new to the game and unwisely got a bit too close to my mark. Of course, he made me. One thing leads to another, and the louse is taking swings at me. As one would expect, I get the upper hand in the fight just in time for him to change the rules. He produces a knife and lunges for me. Before he can land a strike, a little feral hand flashes out of nowhere and blocks him. It's the little thief girl. It's wit. She saved my life, which, as you well know, means she's now responsible for it from here to eternity. And what happened? 
with the scoundrel. Oh, she knocked the tar right out of him. I've never seen something so tiny yes. and brutal. Joel. Just a mess. It really was. What a touching story. Well, Carmen, we'll take your case. Congratulations, Mrs. Ells. We're going to find your husband. What's the Frequency was written and created by James Oliva. Production and sound design by Alexander Danner. What's the Frequency theme music composed by Kurt C. Nelson. Let us know what you think about the show by subscribing to us via iTunes and all other podcatchers out there. And feel free to leave us a review. If you really enjoy the show, please consider contributing to our Patreon campaign at www.patreon.com forward slash WTFrequency. We have a ton of additional content planned and available for our supporters. Anything you can contribute is appreciated. 
and it ensures that we can keep improving the show and getting it to that next level. This episode contained audio from the 1940 film His Girl Friday and an excerpt from Invisible Sun by Seclorence. Additional music and sounds used from public domain and creative common sources. So, you came back for more and tuned into episode two. Cool. Well, I choose to assume that you liked the first episode. In fact, I choose to assume that you loved it. And I'm glad, truly, couldn't be more happy with your happiness. My happiness from your happiness becomes everyone's happiness. And the more happiness that I feel, the more productive I am and the better the shows are. So it all works out. We'd like to give special thanks to Paul Perry for his generosity, John Grills of Creepy Podcast, Paul Sadig of Fate Crafters Productions, and my wife Darla for just being amazing every day. As always, I'm James Oliva. Till next time. Ah, it's right here in this dram of the Glenlivet. Not just a single malt, but the single malt. And isn't the what we all search for? Like experiencing the life-changing moment or the perfect taste. The things that excite the mind and stir the soul like nothing else can. But if you fancy a drop of scotch, well, we've got just the thing. The Glenlivet. The single malt that set the standard since 1824. Please enjoy our products responsibly. Ah, it's right here in this dram of the Glenlivet. Not just a single malt, but the single malt. And isn't the what we all search for? Like experiencing the life-changing moment or the perfect taste. The things that excite the mind and stir the soul like nothing else can. But if you fancy a drop of scotch, well, we've got just the thing. The Glenlivet. The single malt that set the standard since 1824. Please enjoy our products responsibly. Martin Thatcher. You may remember me for my role on Passion and Consequences as the devilish, yet lovable Johnny Smith. Though it's most likely you know me for my most recent smash hit, the starring role of James Lovegrove, the level-headed patriarch and guiding hand of the Lovegrove family fortune on Love, Honor, and Decay. Now, I could go on and on and on and on my many accomplishments and conquests, but instead, my friends over at Spishak have asked me to tell you all about a very special product. Here you are, Mr. Thatcher. Right there on the dresser, Thomas. Okay. If you should need anything else... Yes? Just, uh... 
Do you think it might wait next time to be invited to enter someone's private room? Oh. A tad rude? I-I-I heard you talking, so I... What did you say? I-I just... I, I mean... Of course, sir. Thank you so much, Thomas. Thank you. What product? Why, it's Bishak's Kentucky Universal Meal Gravy. Though it may bear similarity to the American kitchen staple, Spishak's Meaty Meal Gravy, their foodologists have done what can only be described as impossible. They've improved upon perfection. Don't believe me? <laughs> taken. Spishak thought you might need even more convincing. Maybe some of my friends could tell you all about it. What do you say? Bonnie Nightingale. Unlike my Martian character Shira from Time Scanners, I love to eat food. All kinds of food, in fact. Steak, chicken, ribs, cheeseburgers, Hot dogs, tires, nope, not tires, popcorn, and candy. Who doesn't love candy? Before, I was only using meal gravy for just the meat portion of my eating habits. Then, Spishak sent me a sample of their Kentucky Universal Meal Gravy, and wow, it goes with all of the other things I previously mentioned that I eat, Wonderfully, it has made eating so much better than before. Yum. Spishak's Kentucky Universal Meal Gravy has been scientifically proven to make everything taste better. Our brightest and best foodologists personally lived in all the inhabitable areas of Kentucky, where they studied their ways and unlocked the secrets to making all food. Tasty. But don't just take my word for it. Let one of my famous and recognizable male friends tell you things with their words. (laughs) Aye, I'm Chet Bellingsley, better known as war hero Ned Smith on Passion and Consequences. So, you must be asking yourself, what is a big-name celebrity like me doing here? I'm here to endorse Spitzjack's Kentucky Universal Meal Gravy, because it's a meal gravy for every meal. You must be asking yourself, Chet, what else can it do? Well, you, sir, are one tough customer, but I gotta say you are asking the right questions. Not only is this gravy packed with every vitamin known to man and science, it also contains healing properties as well. Are you suffering from a cold or a sore throat? One capful of Spitzjack's Kentucky Universal Meal Gravy every 20 minutes or so, up to 15 times a day, will flatten your cold Flat. What else can it cure? Why, lots of things. You see, dear citizens, this gravy is what your family needs. Not only will your wife love it, not only will your husband love it, but your children will love it too. 
Does little Susie turn her nose up to the green beans your hard-earned money paid for? Does little Billy sneak asparagus to the family dog in an effort to subvert the rules you must live by while he's living under your roof? We'll fret no longer. A few teaspoons of Spishak's Kentucky Universal Meal Gravy on top of those veggies. We'll have little Susie and Billy gobbling everything down. We're just like this young lad here. Most of you know me from the many Spishak commercials I've done over the years. But most importantly... I'm a kid. As a kid, I've always hated eating my vegetables. Anytime my mom, God rest her soul, put some yucky veggie on my plate, I just throw it on the floor. Recently, my legal guardian from Spishak started putting on the Kentucky Universal Meal Gravy on all the things I used to hate eating. Now I love eating all those things that I hated eating before, like all the things I mentioned before. Not only is Spishak a time-honored name you can trust, please take the word of your friends here who entertain you and brighten your lives each and every day. Well, friends, our time has ended. Please take care. And enjoy your Kentucky Universal Meal Gravy. I know And that's this week's show. Please go and add a review for us this holiday season. Give a whole new group of people a free gift this year by letting so many others find great audio drama through the Sonic Society. If you'd like to send us your season's greetings directly, you can email us at sonicsociety at gmail.com or through Facebook and Twitter. But until next week and our Christmas special feature, I'm David Alt. And I'm Jack Ward. Good night. Good night. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Welcome to another bizarre episode brought to you in amazing 3D. 3D Radio. Hello, faithful listeners. I am Victor, your humble host. Welcome to Schlock Audio Theater, where cinema is a cheesy delight, filled to the brim with juicy leaps of logic, where the bottom of the barrel is top shelf, 
where bad is better. Cheap is chic, plots are pointless, and a good time is had by all. <laughs> now, adjust those audio goggles and hang on because Schlock Audio Theater is on the air! Bigor! Hi, Rich with the Texas Radio Theater Podcast. Look for us on iTunes and wherever you get your audio feeds. Over the next few episodes of Season 8, we are revisiting and reposting the Schlock Audio Theater titles produced by the Columbia Radio Theater over a dozen years ago, and we're inviting their co-creator, Charles Pratt, to comment on them and on Schlock Audio in general. So, lots of great stuff that has somehow avoided the internet for years, but we found them, and we're bringing them back to you. So adjust your audio goggles and prepare to watch more Schlock Audio on the Texas Radio Theater Podcast. Hi, my name is Tracy Babian, co-author of the Carlson Chronicles podcast. My husband, J.A. Babian, the main author, had a triple stroke in the latter part of August of this year. Jerry was lifelighted to Tulsa, Oklahoma, with a brain bleed that the doctors thought they were going to have to do surgery on him, which surely would have killed him. Thank the Lord they didn't. He survived that brain bleed and swelling, but he is in need of so much for his recovery. I have started a GoFundMe to help with all the costs that I just don't have. I retired back in April of this year so that I could take care of Jerry, as he was starting to show signs then that I just didn't catch. Little did I know this would be a blessing in disguise. He is fighting this setback of memory loss and 75% use of his right leg, arm, along with his cognitive speech. Considering the doctor said he would not make it, I consider him to be a miracle. Medicare has only granted 12 visits of physical and speech therapy twice a week. He needs at least six months worth of speech therapy alone. That is a total of $4,000 we need to pay up front that I just don't have. So far, we have had $775 in donations of the $10,000 we need come in. Please donate today so that he can get his needed medication, therapy, and also help pay bills that Medicare just will not cover, even if it's only $5. I update this account so folks can see his progress. You can go to my Facebook account, Tracy Babian VO, to find the pinned link with the title Jerry Babian Stroke Victim Needs. Jerry says, thank you. I still have a lot to write on my stories that I want to get done. Please help me to achieve that goal. Thank you in advance for your donation. Tracy Babian.